0: Another installment of MSP webinars. Uh, today I am joined by Andrew Moon. Uh, he formerly owned an MSP, uh, sold it, made himself, you know, a bazillion dollars on that sale. And now he runs LinkedIn for MSPs. And um, so, so we're going to do today a little differently. It's, it's going to be very educational. Yes, he sells a product, but you guys are going to learn something awesome. He's actually going to take us through um, a LinkedIn for MSP's workshop, and then we're going to have time at the end where we can go through questions and um, uh, you know pick his brain a little further, or, or if you guys just want to poke and prod at him, I'm sure he'll be a good sport for that too. Happy to. But I'm, I'm going to just kind of pass it over to you, Andrew, and say take it away.
1: Awesome. Hey, Steve, I just want to first of all say thank you to for having me on today. Um, yeah, I know LinkedIn's one of those subjects that uh, we even IT folks just have a hard time getting their hands around. Um, and that's really what I want to do is give maximum value to those of you who are on the webinar today. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and just see here if we get this running properly. Screen two and... Just let me know if everybody can see that all right. Can you see that okay, Steve? All right, perfect. And then what I'm going to do is is just flip over to – some of this is going to be, just again, just educational. um, But a lot of people, some of you I might know on the call, I didn't look at the guest list list. uh, but some of you I've connected with online. Uh, but just a quick synopsis of who I am. A lot of people want to, you know, what who I am, what I'm all about. Um, my story goes back quite a ways. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since I was eight. Uh, I come from a big family. I had an older brother, two older cousins uh, that taught me a lot about, you know, how to how to make money. Um, and that's really the, the bug bit me uh, when my dad worked for the railroad. Most of my uncles, most of my family worked in either steel mill or coal mine. So I figured out real early on that that's not what I wanted to spend my life doing. And, uh, one, we had one business venture, grass cutting, making candy, selling stuff, stickers at school. But I knew that selling was my way out of, uh, of growing up poor. And so so my my background, people laugh at that. I, that's the first thing I put on my LinkedIn profile. And that's usually the first thing that people want to talk about when I meet them. They want to know, you know, how to I, how I got started. And, you know, my my bug for I.T. came in high school um, with computer science class, got into I.T. But most of my adult years I've I've spent either in an I.T. business or my second passion is cars. Uh, so technology, cars, and obviously the color orange. Um, orange is the color of a good mood. It's vibrant. Um, I really just have am impassioned by that. Um, so everything you see, you know, my profile pic. When you meet me in in person, I always have something that, that's orange. Um, so that's that's my passion. Um, where I came from is an MSP. Uh, it started in two thousand four when my my son. Was six months old. I was working in the car business and decided it was time to get out the 70, 80 hours a week. Uh, was time to get out, go back into IT. So, so I started Network Logics in 2004 and we started as a pure play MSP right from the start. I wanted an all you can eat uh, MSP. So I didn't take a lot of break fix, did some projects along the way, but uh, most of what we did was flat rate IT. Um, I've authored a book, Insider Technology Secrets, and what we're going to talk about today is LinkedIn. I've, I've been on LinkedIn since 2006, so I've figured out a lot of ways that do work and a lot of ways that don't work. But my experience, of what I'm going to show you today, is how I used LinkedIn as an MSP. So when I sold my MSP in 2014. I started getting a lot of calls from people that I knew in the industry, people uh, that I was part of mastermind groups with. They wanted to know how I was how I was able to use LinkedIn so effectively. Um, my, my big thing was is lunch and learn seminars. How I was so effective using my LinkedIn list uh, for lunch and learns. So, what I want to do is show you this system. And a lot of there's there's a lot of people. Steve and I were just talking before it was on a lot of people feel like that selling LinkedIn is become snake oil salesman. And I don't want to, you know, I, I, I pride myself in the fact that I'm not that. And I want to be able to show you today the system without you spending a dime. I want you to be able to start using part of the system to make LinkedIn work for you. And there's a lot of confusion around LinkedIn there's a lot of different uh, method methodologies on how to use LinkedIn, but what I'm going to show you, I have two two and a half years worth of data backs up everything I'm going to show you today. It works, and it works if you follow the system. The big thing is about being consistent. Any of your marketing, anything that you do, you have to be consistent. But I'm going to I'm going to show you a couple things, and I'm, we'll. Kind of outline, Steve has some questions too, differences between um, LinkedIn Free and LinkedIn Sales Navigator. But what I want to do is cut through the nonsense that's out there and really show you how to use LinkedIn most effectively and how to show you how LinkedIn can be one of the largest oil wells I had as an MSP was LinkedIn. So I want to show you how I did that. Steve, if you want to stop me, if if there's good questions along the way to feel free to to interject. I'm happy to answer questions as we go. Um, But just to to paint the picture of LinkedIn itself, why you as an MSP should pay attention to LinkedIn. Some quick fun facts. There's over a half billion people. I think that's 550 million people on LinkedIn uh, currently. So this was as of May. There's over 500 million users. The demographic that you're looking for as an MSP are on LinkedIn. And that was really one of the things that was eye-opening to me because I tried social media, you know, I tried to get on, couldn't find the ROI in it. But if you look at the demographic in this slide, the second largest demographic is the 50 to 64. The largest demographic is 30 to 49. So these are people that are decision makers inside the companies where you're trying to sell managed services. So the demographic of... Of those people, that's who we want to reach. And I'm going to show you the system for how to effectively go about reaching these folks. So, this is the largest self updating database in the world. Now, I go back and forth. Some of the stuff I'm going to show you today, you can use on a free account. My recommendation, which I use, is the LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It's $80 a month. But if you're going to be a marketer and really change the mindset of your managed service practice, that's really you need to see yourself as a marketing and sales organization. And that's really what changed for me was having that mindset. I'm just, I'm a marketing and sales organization that happens to sell IT, happens to sell managed services. And that's really when the light bulb moment came on for me and our sales started to go through the roof because that's what I did every day. That's This is where I focused my attention and I stopped worrying about all the tech stuff. Um, and, and really focus, that stuff will always be there. But one of the things that I'm going to quickly talk about, for those of you who don't know, Microsoft owns LinkedIn as of Ju- June of last year, July of last year, $26 billion purchase. And where I see the huge opportunity for managed services is in the coming year, is I'm starting to see inklings of, we, we may see Sales Navigator integrated into E3, E4, E5 Microsoft Office 365 plans, and I think most of you probably on the call today are using 365. Your, your clients are using it. Where I see the opportunity for you is when your customers are starting to pay for that, and you all—we all know that if it's on the computer, you must know how to do it. So they're going to want you to answer the questions. How do I use LinkedIn? And this is where the huge opportunity for you is to differentiate yourself as a managed service provider and teach your customers how to make money using LinkedIn. And then the IT services will be a heck of a lot stickier if you can show them how to make money first. So what I wanted to my goal for 2018 is to educate as many managed service providers as I possibly can on how to use LinkedIn for their own business. And most importantly, how to take that and make it an advantage for your clients. So there's a huge opportunity coming. So I don't know when we'll see that. I I just know that the feelings that I have is Microsoft's going to bake that into 365 at some point very soon in the near future. So I think there's a big train ready to roll in 2018. So the big question I get is how to use LinkedIn. How, How do I take that massive pool of prospects that are out there and how do I find the people that I need to be selling to, but better yet, how do I move them into becoming clients? And that's where the rubber meets the road with LinkedIn is being able to uh, take advantage of this ideal platform and being able to execute on a regular basis. That's what I wanna be able to help you do. So now I'm going to get through this, and again, Steve, if there's questions as we go along, I'm going to get into exactly this is the strategy on how to use LinkedIn. It's a six-point system, and what I'm going to spend a lot of time on are the first couple parts and then a little bit in the outreach, and I will cover just briefly on publishing. So these are the things that we layer into our effort on LinkedIn. But for so many people, they get on LinkedIn and they really don't know what to do with it. And as an IT provider, that was one of the things that I prided myself on was being able to create systems and processes. LinkedIn is no different. If you don't have a system and a process, you're going to get on here. You're going to waste your time. You're going to give up on it after a while if if you haven't already, which I think some of you may have. Um, I'm going to cover a couple of things that, you know, uh, as far as automation, um, things that we can do auto, you know, in an automated fashion, but most of what you find on LinkedIn, it's a manual process. But it's a manual process. It's about creating and building relationships. And if you can do that, you will find that you will be able to build a solid marketing list of responsive people who will show up to your events, who will eventually become clients, who will give you referrals because they know, like, and trust you. And LinkedIn was the most powerful way of being able to do that for me as an MSP and being able to help current MSPs be able to do that. I'm just blown away by the results. They're blown away by the results of just being able to get in front of people and have a different conversation. Uh, Let's make sure I cover the points. So now we're going to dig into exactly what to do on LinkedIn. The first thing we're going to cover is the strategy and if you don't have a strategy, a plan in place, these are the three things that you need to do first. Very first thing you need to do. This will take you a little bit of time, but if you haven't laid the foundation, it, it's going to be very difficult to see results. And I think that's why a lot of you have become frustrated with it. The first thing we need to do is optimize our profile. And I did a video a couple weeks back. I did a webinar Optimizing your profile is about creating a profile that speaks to your ideal client. They want to see you as an equal. They don't want to see you as a tech because they don't care about, you know, TCP, IP and Wi-Fi and VPNs. They don't want to talk about all of that. They want to talk and be able to see their equal. If you're trying to reach out and connect with CEOs, they want to see you as a CEO that's what we want to do with our profile. um so that's the first thing that we need to do. and then the second thing we need to do is develop prospect profiles. we need to know who we're actually looking for. who's your target market? how to find them on linkedin. and then being able to join the right linkedin groups so we can keep on expanding our network. so that's at the core of the strategy. so it, it i'll have a steve I'll have it at the end too. i know you'll have uh this video available as well. I'll have a link at the end to some free profile optimization workbooks that walk you through how to go about setting up your profile. And the other thing that I talk a bit about inside that is being able to optimize your profile for SEO to be able to be found by the people who are looking for you. So let's dive in and talk about that second point. So I could spend an hour on just how to develop your profile, but if you download those workbooks that I have at the end, and just get started making a few changes on your profile. Uh, but the big one that I think people sidestep and really run into problems is they have no idea who they're looking for. And I I, I venture to say that most, I, I, just about every week, 90% of the MSPs I talk to don't have a target market. They don't have a niche or a niche or however you want to say that. They don't have a specific market that they're looking for. So if you don't know who you're actually selling your managed services to, it's going to be difficult to segment those folks and actually start building a list on LinkedIn. And that's really, LinkedIn is going to be able to allow you to build that warm, receptive list. And that's at the heart of all you're going to be doing as as a marketer. And I'm here to tell you, LinkedIn is not going to replace direct marketing. It's not going to replace your email campaigns. It's not going to replace your newsletter or your canvassing. But it is going to warm up those relationships prior to those efforts. So if we develop that that relationship, we need to know who we're looking for to be able to find them. So I think if you have that solid list, you'll be able to stop wasting money on direct mail, sending it to people who really aren't interested. But you'll be able to segment and find people off of your LinkedIn list that are much more receptive to Hearing and seeing any other marketing that you're going to be doing, so that's that's really key is defining who who it is we're going to be looking for. Now the other thing I see with with LinkedIn groups, um, most of you I was the same way as most of us belong to IT groups, but unfortunately, if if you're not selling something to IT or you, you're those aren't the people that you're selling managed services to, so joining groups where your prospects can be found. So if your target market, my target market happened to be, um, we had two of them, property management companies and attorneys. So that's what I would do. I would join groups. I would hang out where those people are because people that are your ideal customers are gonna hang out with people that are just like them. So it's a lot easier to find those people by joining the right LinkedIn groups. So a lot of that legwork is done up front and i'm gonna just do some quick math just based upon what i what i'm seeing and i've got a few more people who have have updated me on how long it's taking them to do this a profile optimization for most people most people have a hard time writing about themselves and that summary section at the top really gets people stuck um But you have an opportunity to tell a story with that summary section at the top of your LinkedIn profile, I'm just going to switch over and show you where that's at and what to look at there. So I'm going to switch over to my profile real quick here. Um, So it's this part at the top. A lot of people get stuck with this part. They want to to cut and paste what's on their, their company page or their front page of their website. And unfortunately, that's not going to get us connected to people that we want to get connected to. We want to be able to tell a story. And I think most MSPs have great stories. So it takes them a little bit longer to tell those. So profile optimization, I'm averaging about two hours is the data that I have. It's taken people a couple hours. Um, You know, the easiest thing is, you know, have your wife or somebody who's objective write about your story, help tell your story. So. You know, if it it involves getting somebody else to help you with that, by all means do that, but you have a chance to tell your story. You know, again, you don't have to be ultra personal with it, but you want want to be able to be personal enough to make a connection with somebody. And we're going to talk about in a minute, our goal is to allow them to raise a question or to pique their interest when they meet with us. And that's really what you want to do. And that, that, whole entrepreneurial story for me at age eight, that's the first thing people want to talk about when, when I sit down with them, but have a call to action, tell them how to find you tell them whether it's okay to connect with you. I have a link to my online calendar so people can book sessions with me, uh, networking sessions. If, uh, those who aren't right here in town. Um, so don't be afraid to do that. Um, so that's about two hours. Prospect profiles is really, this that's the other one that gets people kind of stuck. And having a picture of who your ideal prospect is, that, that takes people a little bit longer. I'm seeing anywhere from two to four hours and then joining the right groups is about an hour. So you have anywhere from six to 10 hours worth of work. And that's if you're really, really slow and it takes you a long time to do it. But unfortunately, most people don't take that time so they don't get the results. They just copy and paste stuff from uh, their their company page or they use the worst thing I see is you're using LinkedIn your link your personal LinkedIn profile to as a resume and I'm pretty safe to say I think most of you on the call aren't looking for jobs um, but take the time take the time to do those three things and you'll find your success rate go it, it will elevate through LinkedIn. So any questions on the strategy, Steve, or I'm looking through your questions that we can cover in that strategy section.
0: Um, We talked about, I I feel like we're basically talking about the top of the fold right now um, on the LinkedIn profile. So I see yours, you know, you've got Serial Entrepreneur Growth Hacker, LinkedIn Marketing for MSPs, Cybersecurity Advisor, yada 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 yada. Yep. Like, how
1: how do we know what to put up there? The big thing is, is you know, there's a lot of thing different things that that I do, and you can use the search terms is what I'm looking for. Um, you know, if somebody's looking for LinkedIn for MSPs, that's how they find me. But I've been found for cybersecurity, speaking engagements, those types of things. Um, let me try to think, let me scroll down here. You, You guys are welcome to steal also under my network logics profile. This was my profile title. Sorry, scrolled too far. This was the title that I had before when I ran my MSP. So I was founder, chief technologist, and I told what we do. We help attorneys, apartment owners, and property managers with IT. That was how much space I actually had to edit that. So that's what you want to do is be able to tell what your quick position is, but what your value proposition is. What do you do? And that's the easiest thing. Getting cute and fancy, um, you know, doesn't always work. And you know, having a cartoon picture is your profile picture. I mean, let's face it. If I'm a CEO, I'm going to be hesitant about writing your three thousand dollar a month check if I think you're Bugs Bunny. Um, so we want to be seen as a ceo so i wouldn't overthink it you know i I've, I've messed around trying to figure out you know what the best thing is for myself to do because i do so many things now but if if that's a good guideline for you steve does that make sense to have a title like that where it's very succinct and that's where knowing who your target market is i was very specific i think that helps who yeah can help. um because yeah, you, so, you know you
0: you see a lot of silly ones out there like you know right god of all things technology and and whatever else like you know they want to catch your eye but at what point are you are you not catching their eye in a good way right i think is the right way to ask it because obviously you don't want to just put um it consultant correct because there's there's millions of those
1: yeah, I mean, I could take take any of these titles here. If if this if any of those suit you, that that's fine. Um, but as simple as possible, and that's really. But you want to be able to be seen as I wouldn't put anything sales. That's what we find it. it basically, makes it suppresses our acceptance rate. Um, you know, business development, sales, those types of thing. Having those in your title. It's an automatic flag for people. They think that they know what's coming next, which is a sales pitch. And I'll get to that in a, in a minute when we start talking about outreach. But anything else on on the title, the summary? <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: Let me just look through here real quick. Um, no. No. I'm, I've got plenty of other questions, but... Okay. Not on the title summary.
1: Okay. So anything else that is question-wise that we could cover in in the first part of the foundation before we <clears throat> excuse me, before we jump over to how to find people. Um
0: Ed asked what text, and I assume he means what part of the page of your profile is LinkedIn using for search engine optimization, search keywords, terms, etc. All of it. That's what I thought, too. Like, if someone's looking for network logics, you'll probably come up because you've got that listed there. Exactly. And if someone looks for network security specialists, you're going to come up because you got that listed. Now, you might yeah. not be on, on page one. You're, you're not, you're not going to um, give people false hope, I assume.
1: Right, exactly, and that's the thing that if you're doing a search, you're generally looking and trying to search within somebody that's close to where you're at too. So when people are doing are conducting their searches, they're looking for people, especially in IT, they're looking for people who are in their town. So this for me it would be you know the Columbus Ohio area. So right. if they're searching in Columbus Ohio area and they're looking for security, I'm generally going to come up. Um, So that's what you want to be found for. But all of the – if you notice, this is where I put all the technical stuff as to what I did. That goes in your company page down and under your experience on your personal profile. Got it. We don't want to have that stuff up here at the top because people get bored. I mean, my wife, her eyes just would roll back in her head when I start talking about the tech stuff. She could care less. So we don't want people to do that. We want to tell – a quick, interesting story that grabs their attention, but it makes us look a- equal to them, that we're on the same plane as them, that they want to connect with us. That's our goal. Any other questions? Those are great questions. Though.
0: Are pointless or if they have any value at all?
1: The If you scroll down here, they help for SEO. And there's two different – these featured skills and endorsements, those will help for SEO because you're listed under certain categories. Where you really want to spend time getting is the recommendations. Those are testimonials. And the difference between having these on your LinkedIn profile, and I think we've all seen them on IT websites where, you know, you know Andrew did a fantastic job, signed – you know, director of IT at a manufacturing firm. It doesn't ring true. It doesn't, you you can't verify that. And if I have, if I've gotten recommendations from people on my LinkedIn profile that says I'm good at what I do, you can't fake that because they have to give you that recommendation through their LinkedIn profile. I can't just put up these recommendations and that's part of what I cover in the course is how to get those recommendations and things too. But as many as we can get on here the, of people giving us testimonials. If you're able to get these on LinkedIn too, the awesome thing about it is just take a screen capture. Those can go on your website too. Or just cut and paste their testimonials from here and put them on your website. Perfect. But yeah, the recommendations hold more weight if if I'm if I'm a client searching for somebody those are going to hold more weight than just having all those little things I'm good at. You know, I think i still got, yeah, I've got it stuff on there. So, but these are all just from endorsements that people have made over the years. Awesome. But that's Thank great so for SEO. So did you all
0: miss
1: me? I all say, right. uh, I say, keep moving. All right, cool. Switch back over. So once you've got the setup done, And we know when we log into LinkedIn, we know who we're going to look for. Let's talk about how do we find them. And I'm going to switch back over real quick since we're doing a live workshop here. I'm going to be able to show you the differences between finding people with a free LinkedIn profile and finding people with Sales Navigator. So I can show you the two screens. But now if you've got the checklist of who we're actually going to go look for on LinkedIn, I can start doing searches up here. So if I wanna search for people, let's just say, you know, I'm gonna do, uh, I, I'm just gonna do a generic search just so I can bring up the word marketing. So so it's gonna give me everything. So if I switch over to people, it's just gonna give me people. And then over here on the right-hand side is how I, how I narrow down my search. So let's look for second-level connections. It's gonna filter my results, and as you can see here at the top, there's 336,000 results on LinkedIn. So I wanna get a little bit more granular, so I'm gonna go ahead and add a location. As you can see, if I type in the word Ohio, I'm gonna get all of the different cities in Ohio. So let's just do Columbus, Ohio area for now. That'll whittle down my search. So I still have 28,670 search results. So the things that you have on LinkedIn, uh, the free edition, you can do Boolean searches up here as well. So I can filter based upon title, uh, those types of things. So I can do that on a free account. The thing that I can't do is get very granular with the search locations. And I'll show you in a minute what that looks like inside of uh, sales navigator. So I can look for current companies if I wanted to. So if I, if I know I'm gonna be targeting a certain company I can do searches based upon those companies. So let's just see, I'm just gonna pick Nationwide. So those are all the people with marketing in their title and we got a very nice search result, 666, awesome. Um, But that's gonna give me the ability to narrow down. Those are all the people that are in the Columbus, Ohio area that work for Nationwide. So if if I'm a managed service provider and I'm looking for attorneys, so let's just switch back gears here and let's just look for attorneys. I'm gonna look for anybody that's has attorney that's in the Columbus, Ohio area. There's 2,808 results. So again, I can search based upon if I know what law firms I'm gonna be looking for. So these are my second level connections. These are people that could be possible leads, could be possible clients for me. So, you can search by language. I'm limited with the search capabilities. You used to be able to search, have a little more search capabilities in inside of the free edition of LinkedIn. But as you can see right here, this is a way to start building my list. I can start doing my reconnaissance on people and figuring out whether or not I wanna put them on my outreach list and start initiating uh, contact for offline meetings and I'll get to that in a minute as to how to go about initiating those, those contacts, because once we're connected with people, then it's, it it opens up a lot of doors for being able to initiate in-person meetings. I had great success. And this is what I teach and, and all of the MSP clients that we have are a very impersonal coffee meeting. And, but we need to get connected with people first. So What I, and again, there's all different types of strategies for LinkedIn. This strategy works the best for me and works the best for our clients and being able to consistently initiate contact with people's, the scripts, I'll actually give you our connection script. Um, So I'm gonna switch over to Sales Navigator and show you what that looks like. It's a totally different interface in Sales Navigator, but if I wanna initiate a search here, so I would just go to the advanced button And as you can see here, I can search for leads. So those are individual contacts, or I can search by account. Those are company names. So I have a lot more ability to filter out very quickly for for those capabilities. So I'm just going to do a quick search for leads, and it's going to give me a pop-up window, and you can see the the ability to get extremely granular with this search. Uh, This is what we want. This is really where... Uh, I spend a lot of time if we're searching, trying to help people find niche markets and start building contact lists. This is allows us to do that very quickly uh, inside of LinkedIn. So I'm just going to do. I'm going to do actually. You could do geography like we did in the free search. So I could just type Ohio if I wanted to, and I can get all the search results for Ohio in here. Or the thing that I like the most is I can actually search. A, a radius around a zip code so i can go anywhere from 10 to 100 miles outside of a zip code that's the part of linkedin sales navigator that makes it ideal for me because i can get very very granular you know if i don't want to go try to talk to somebody that's 100 miles from my office i don't want to travel you know to fix computers 100 miles away so i can get very very specific and you probably find this in in your region too steve um. Do they list you in the Columbus market or the Cleveland area? Gotcha. So you're kind of between Cleveland and Columbus. You kind of get, you know, so you would, if you're just doing for those radiuses, if I was just to narrow that down for, well, so the they Cleveland actually market, call it the Cleveland Akron market. may not be. Exactly. See, and that's the thing that if we flip back over here, if I type Ohio here, you've got the Cleveland-Akron area, but I can get very granular into those other areas as well. But this is going to give me a radius around – or a zip code radius, and that's what I really like with Sales Navigator's the ability to target, prospect, connect with people that are in a tight radius around my office. So that's a huge capability that I have inside of Sales Navigator that I don't have. The other thing that I have is the ability to filter down by industry. So if I'm looking for attorneys, those are gonna be in the legal market. So I can go legal services, law. So I wanna look for law practice. And let's just go 50 mile radius around my zip code. as you can see, it's starting to build me my list up here. That's 14,000, almost 500 search results. So the thing where you're doing inside of LinkedIn with Sales Navigator and in the free edition, they're only going to show you the first thousand results. So they want you to to fine tune your searches. (laughs) What am I going to do? (laughs) Correct. Most people think that they can go market to 14,000 people. I'm here to tell you, you can't. So that's where having ex- your ideal client and knowing who they are and where to find them, this is where it gets very, very easy to do that inside of S- a sales navigator. So the other thing that I wanna do, I'm looking for titles too. You can do this inside of the free edition as well. But I found that managing partners, managing directors are the titles that most see, managing partner these are the titles that i want to start searching for so as you can see i've i've just popped above 1158. so i'm just going to do the search right now just to show you what the, those results look look like so i can do company headcount i think we all have that you know i want to do Okay, I don't want the small 1 to 10 computers, but I want 11 to 50 and 51 to 200. I think I can handle that. I now have 273 people on that list. So that's a very, very granular list. I know that those people work for companies that are in my target demographic. I've segmented the, the t- right down to the title, so I know that the people I'm going to be searching for are decision makers. So if I execute that search, I'm going to get my results. Seeing the thing you have inside of Sales Navigator, I can save these inside of leads. I can save this search if I wanted to, but I get a lot more data, a lot more decision making capability inside Sales Navigator that I don't have inside of just the free edition of LinkedIn. So again, I don't make a dime off of, you know, telling you sales navigator is the way to go. Do whatever is is best for you and your budget, but you can start building lists off of this. And and again, if I switch back, I wanted to whittle that down. And let's just see here. Yeah, see, I can't search by title inside of here. So let's just, yeah. But I can start, you know, going through here and, and figuring out, who I wanna be able to add to my list based upon just the criteria. I won't get into the whole bullion searches and all of that. I don't think we have time for that, Steve, but, but you can find out a little bit more with the free edition, but it's much faster to be able to do it inside Sales Navigator. So if all you were to do, I'll just throw this out there too. If all you need is, you need to be able to figure this out and be able to save this list, I can take those 273 names and put their first name, last name, company, and you know, right click, I can find a link to their profile. So I can copy that down and put that in a spreadsheet and build my list and then start doing the next step, which is I'm gonna cover in a minute, how to do the outreach. So if you wanna pull your list and then start making outreach, you could turn your Sales Navigator account off and start doing the outreach. This is just much easier to get to that list very quickly. Any questions on, on the list or how to find people, Steve? i just look through your questions. I think it's quick safe to say we can all of time
0: stumble around and find people. I, th- I think the, the confusion is what do we do after we
1: find them? Yep, that's what I'm going to cover next. How, how do we go about, you know, initiating outreach in a proper way that works. You know, any any other questions on finding people or how to, you know, the the nuts and bolts of the search capabilities before I move to that next step?
0: Would probably come up would be, how do you know, and, and this might even be a dumb question, but how do you know what titles you're looking for? I mean, obviously you can look at the customers you already have, but let's say you want to target... Um, a vertical market you've never targeted before.
1: Yep. Yep. It's just, that was, that's the other capability that sales navigator gives you. And let me go back into, I'm going to view all filters. So if I didn't know what title I'm looking for, so I'm just going to bang these guys out, pull that off. I can look at a couple different things inside of Sales Navigator. I can look at seniority level. And this is based upon what they have in their LinkedIn profile. So this will quickly give you an idea of what titles people generally going to have. So partners, a big one. Directors, a big one. Any senior level people. So if I just want to do senior, this is seniority level partner. That's going to execute a completely different search for me, but it's very close in the results, as you can see. It's actually going to give me more. So that's an easy way if you have the industry turned on and to be able to search by, by seniority level. The other thing you can look for is in, in function. I find this less, it's less granular, um, but as you can look down through the, the different functions that people have inside of a company. That's why I really like the seniority level is the best one. Or like I said, knowing who your customers are, and that's an easy way if you have a target market, look at the titles of the people that you deal with inside your current customers. But I found legal, um, CPAs, financial services, they all are, are going to be lumped into those. Generally, those three you are going to be a managing director, managing partner, or one of the partners in a firm. Are going to give me the best search results in those three verticals. Uh, manufacturing, it gets a little bit different. Um, I tend to find some, most manufacturers use some type of vice president type title. Those are the people that we're generally uh, Excellent. doing and outreach for. To is get there meetings, a better way? Like I see you've future.
0: got, you know, company headcount and company type and that kind of stuff. Good Lord. Um, is there a, a way mm-hmm. to help you Qualify the business any further.
1: Um, and again, it just depends on what market you're looking for. And I guess, you know, I kind of. How would you, what do you mean by How do you that? How would you, qualify you define the them further? Actual other than, business? do they have the wherewithal to write so the check type thing? We've
0: found the person, but do we actually want to waste our time on the company?
1: Well, that's it, it depends. And in, in, in the legal. I found that just it. meet it, it, I won't know a hundred percent until I meet with somebody from the company whether or not I want them as clients. LinkedIn will tell me, do they have the ability to write a check? Because in in the legal space, that's what I looked for. I looked for somebody who had an office in Columbus and Cleveland, and they had at least six attorneys because I knew that if they had six attorneys, that's going to give me, you know, anywhere from twelve to fifteen in the headcount so that would be the starting point that i would look for so but there were some attorneys i met with that quite frankly i just didn't want them as clients you know you sit down and have coffee with a partner and you can just tell there was just people that i that's knew it. i didn't want to work with so you really won't know that till you actually meet with people or you know just start start asking around about companies but there's you know no way for linkedin and, to and that's tell you point. whether or not that's going um, to make a no great matter client. what um, you
0: you could qualify people and businesses all you want. But at the end of the day, you might just not like someone.
1: (laughs) Yep, Right. And I'll be honest, I mean, I was, you know, seven, eight years, I was just like everybody else. Anybody that wrote me a check became a client. But I figured out that there, you know, there were some people that I just didn't want as clients. Um, You know, so we started getting rid of those. And got very specific as to who we wanted, who our best clients, who they were, what they looked like, what titles, what type of characteristics they had. And that's where having, being able to get connected with a partner inside of a firm, I'm able to see who else he's connected to as well. And that tells me a little bit about, you know, once you watch their interactions on LinkedIn, you're able to tell what type of people they are too, based upon what they post and, you know, so you really won't know until you you're you watch them on social media or you meet with them. Um but that's really what I want to be able to do is you know show you guys how to take that next step, get connected with them, and at least start that process in a very systematic way. But this is where a lot of people get stuck, they don't know who they're looking for, they don't know how to how to quickly find a list to go to this next step that I'm gonna cover.
0: I I wanna reach out to 127 people today on LinkedIn and somehow win their business.
1: Correct. Yep. So finding people, that's, that's, again, that's all in that strategy section in is, is setting that foundation. We've now built a list. Now we start, how do we reach out to the people? And there's three things that you need to do every day. And I, I systematically do these three things every day, every week, every month. I still do them. I still get leads for IT and I haven't been in the IT business for three years. So I still get people that connect with me or people that reach out through my network that said, that want to hand me clients or they want me to become clients themselves. So that consistency over time that's where you'll see, you you know, you'll just have deals fall in your lap because of connections that you made two, three, four, five years ago. And that's where the systematic routine of doing this every day and don't stop. A lot of people will do this for um, a week, a month. They'll get some traction out of it, and then they stop doing it. So that's the big thing. Reach out to people every day. Um, Steve, how, you said you had 120 people to reach out to. Do you generally do 127 on was honestly a made up currently. number.
0: I I don't even know how many connections I have okay. on LinkedIn. Uh uh 1126. Okay. That's how many I have on LinkedIn. And you know, a lot of them are other IT guys, which with MSP webinars, the they could become gotcha. people I want to reach out to. There are a lot of uh channel people, uh vendors. Um Again, people I could right. I could want to reach out to, but I do still have an MSP and would love to grow that and get some more clients. And I know there's a lot of people in this list that are local, um, and it, I, I don't even have industry specific people. Uh, they're just all all over the place. But there's a lot of local people, hundreds
1: in here. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yep, and I'm going to give you the script right now to start reaching out to the new ones. So if you find okay, let's let's we want to tackle a vertical market or we want to tackle this business group, we've covered that. How to find them on LinkedIn. Um, now we want to start reaching out to them, and this is the part where we're making these connections every day it will get you business. And and that's I I still find that to this day I get business that just shows up because of connections that I made. Um, you know, just Two weeks ago, I had one, um, you know, somebody contacted me, I had met them, I think I met them actually five or six years ago, connected with them on LinkedIn. They actually worked for one of the huge banks that is based here in Columbus, and they weren't going to become an IT contract for me. I knew I wasn't going to sign them as a managed service uh, account, but he had been following me and following me on LinkedIn. And he saw that I'm a process systems guy, and he actually had a project that needed done And this was, you know, a $40,000 project that'll take, you know, a couple months to do. But that showed up out of nowhere off of somebody just following me on social media, following me on LinkedIn, off of a connection that I made. So, but it's doing those things every day, being top of mind. And that's, I won't talk a lot about, you know, the publishing portion of it, but that's how you set that. The top of mind campaign is staying active in people's minds. Because let's face it, people we meet with aren't always ready to sign a contract today. But they might be two months, three months, four months down the road. And that's where consistently being there, showing up and being top of mind uh, will definitely do that. Then the third thing that I see and following up on people that reply inside LinkedIn, checking your inbox. Um, I still get people who reply back to webinar invitations that I sent them three years ago on LinkedIn for webinars or seminars we were doing. So follow up and make sure that you, you know, check your inbox at least once a day to follow up on leads. So those are the three things you need to do every day. Uh, The middle one, you can set that up and run that, you know, at a different pace, but just spending a couple minutes uh, thinking about that. So now I'm going to show you the right way to send connection requests. And I'm going to flip back over real quick, Steve, so I can show you in that list what, not, what button not to click on inside of LinkedIn. So I'm going to go back to the free account because most people have the free account. And this is the button you don't click on to send a connection request. I know LinkedIn makes it very easy. What this is going to send them, it's going to send them that generic message that I know that we've all gotten a billion times. Hey, I'd like to connect to your LinkedIn network. It doesn't, it's a very lazy way of getting connected. So, what I'm going to show you is the ability. I'm going to go inside somebody's profile and I'm going to connect with them inside their profile because now when I hit the connect button, it's going to give me a couple options. I can either hit send now, that's going to do the generic thing again, or I can click add a note and I can type them a personal note. And I'll actually, I'm going to give you the personal note to send somebody that will work anywhere from. Twenty-seven, so I've got clients that are in the 70, 75, 76% range of getting connected with people. But that's the process of how to go <laughs> Sorry. About finding. So it.
0: what you're saying is this will work 75 ish, three out of four times, simply to get you connected.
1: Right. On the low end, it's about 30%. So if you if you go on the low if, you know, every it, it will get you connected at least 30% of the time at minimum. It just depends. On the customers that are hitting this in the 50, 60, 70% range are being very specific and they've been active for a while. I've got one that's attorneys and he actually happens to be an attorney and he's a managed service provider. So he's been able to make faster connections because of that tighter ring of prospects that he's looking for. So yeah, his connection rates through the roof. Um, but at minimum, you're going to be able to connect with 30% of the people. So for every 100 connections that you send, you're going to get 30 people will say yes. But it's that consistency. So the reason I asked a little bit ago, Steve, if, you, if you're if you doing outreach and you're, you have not done this on a consistent basis up to this point, don't get that list and try connecting to 100 or 200 people today. That's the other mistake that I see people that'll get you flagged from LinkedIn because they think that you're trying to spam. But if you build up and I start doing 10, 10 a day, 20 a day over a week or so, then you build up to that range. That's a mistake. Everybody thinks I need business now. I need leads. So they find their list and they just start cranking it out. You know, but they go from zero to 100 in one day. LinkedIn doesn't like that. So space it out. Start doing a little bit each day. Over a week, and just start increasing that steadily over time, so especially with the free account, that's the easiest way to get a lot of people talk about you know the bad things with LinkedIn. It's just about doing moderation. and the, you know you this script will keep you under the radar with LinkedIn. but you just do it if you go from zero, which probably most people on the call are, just do a little bit of this every day. If anything in moderation?
0: So this is going to be, this is going to be a tough lesson for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard.
1: Okay. That's just hold back. Yeah. So just a little bit at a time. Yeah. yeah. That's where everybody wants to get on there and just start hammering away and just, but just start out slow, but this is the right way to connect. And if you, that's where I have you connect with people and people in groups, because that's the way to get referrals into other groups and get connected to other people is doing it this right way. So this is the the exact script, and I'll leave this up for a few seconds so you can see it. And again, customize it to whatever fits your region. This is a script that I've used to get connected with people right here in Central Ohio. Um, Steve, you know, different markets, people may have a specific name. So Central Ohio, so that's anybody that, you know, could be up near you. Uh, you know, a little south of you, Steve. Um, But that's, it's a very generic. I came across your profile on LinkedIn. I'd like to connect to stay in touch. And I know, you know, people think that this is too generic, that it won't work. uh, But I'm telling you, it works. It works in big markets. It works in New York City. It works in San Francisco. It works in Dallas. It works in Australia. Uh, This is a very simple script. And this will allow you to, and again, you can customize it. The next part is where you can add your customization. So, if I'm like the particular script we're using for one MSP is an attorney, I find that our it says our attorney community is pretty tight knit here in whatever area you are, and it never hurts to make a connection. That's it. Very simple, very basic script, but it will work. And that's why I said I, I usually – I try to err on the side of being very conservative. So this will generally work in the 30%, 50% range. And our next step is how do we get them into – my next step in the process when I connect with people is to offer a to meet with them in real life. So this is the second – once I connect with people, I will send them a separate message, usually within – 3 to 5 days. I don't do this the minute they connect with me, but I'll send them a second message that just says, "Hey, I'd like to get the, I'd like to make more personal relationships with people um you know, on LinkedIn of my LinkedIn connections, you know, let's get together and grab coffee in the next few weeks." So I'm not selling anything. So that will work. That just offering a coffee meeting to people that you're connected to will work anywhere from 18 to 28% of the time. I have clients that are higher than that. Just about everybody's in that range. They're right around 20%. So that will get you meetings with people in a very informal way. So, and resist the urge to start selling stuff to people and start telling them about managed services. All I'm trying to do is establish rapport and establish a relationship and get somebody to meet just for an informal coffee meeting. Where I can talk about, uh, and again, that's the things I teach in the course is I'm, I'm an investigative reporter at that point. I want to find out as many pain points as I can about them and their industry more importantly. Those are the things I want to find out. I don't go to those coffee meetings trying to sell anything. But most people, I think we've all encountered it. Steve, I think you've encountered it too. So the minute you connect to somebody, they immediately send a message back to you trying to sell their stuff. I do too. I, I, you know, that's the that's the fastest way to get me to remove a connection. Is, you know, thirty seconds after I hit accept, you're trying to sell me something. I hate it when vendors do. I, I hate it when anybody does it. So. So resist that temptation to try to get on there and immediately start trying to sell something. Just be yourself, establish that relationship and you know, that's our goal is just to get connected and connect in such a way where them meeting with us will benefit them. That's what we're trying to do is bring value to them. You know, just to give you a for instance, Steve, I went and met with an attorney uh that I had connected with, offered to have coffee downtown. I met him at his office before we headed over to Starbucks. And I had noticed that lined up on the counter at the receptionist's desk were cleaning contracts. And, you know, I could tell she was frustrated by it. So I happened to ask him about it. If he was, as we were in the elevator, I said, you know, do you happen to, you, you're looking for a new cleaning company for your office? And he said, yeah. And it just so happened that several other attorneys' offices and other clients that I had were using a particular cleaning service and i had established a relationship with the owner and right there while i was in the elevator i made a connection on linkedin between him and the cleaning company and i said this guy will take care of you he thanked me before we even got out of the elevator because he said that's you know 2 or 3 hours of his time at at minimum to try to find a competent cleaning company for his office so all of that from just an informal coffee meeting and Long story short, we end up signing the client. and But it's about bringing value to them based upon your network. And that's why building a network isn't necessarily about leads and necessarily about sales. That if you think of your job as a managed service owner, your job's business development. I'm looking for joint ventures. I'm looking for sales, leads. I'm looking for new hires. I'm looking for all of those things that I should be doing as a business owner. So that's how I use LinkedIn. There's a variety of different ways of using LinkedIn, but just having that system to be able to find people, connect with them, offer them an off online me- offline meeting. So if you're in a market where it's difficult to have in-person meetings, you can offer to have a conference call. But I found that any way that I can to get an in-person face-to-face meeting with somebody it ups my chances of being able to connect and bond and start building that relationship with them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cause the next part's just this, the next part is actually where most people start. They just Perfect. get online and start posting. So, so, um, so, but I'll show you,
0: let's see, here. I'll teach
1: you how to do that effectively.
0: Yeah. So, Dom says, and this is just a comment. I, I hate the the messages I get. I are want to connect to discuss your website, SEO marketing plan. I am sick of those. If I could figure out a way to just block all SEO marketing plan requests, my life would be 10% happier. Um, so for, yep. for people that are like maybe newer to LinkedIn, yep. is there a way you can tell if an account is dormant or just not actively used?
1: The without connecting to somebody, there isn't because once you're connected with them, you'll figure out how many people they're connected to. Um, let me get, see if I would flip back screen here real quick. Let me cancel this one. See if I look at let me get X out of here. This this particular one, I know he has more than five connections. But just looking at this, if he doesn't post anything on a regular basis. You know, like if he doesn't use um, the article function inside that or doesn't use status updates on LinkedIn, there's no way for me to tell, you know, from, from just looking at somebody's profile before we connect how how often they're on here. But that's generally what I, you know, if somebody only has, you know, 100 connections on here, that doesn't necessarily mean that they wouldn't be a client. If it's a director, managing partner, they may have somebody else that, that maintains LinkedIn connections, but it doesn't mean you won't be able to get a meeting with them.
0: There are a couple of those uh, these here. I'm gonna try and figure out how to turn this into a nice little story for you to bounce off of. Uh, Owen says, do you have any advice on how to flip an incoming cold connection? So when somebody sends you the generic connection requests, is, is there a way to turn that around in your favor? And Richard actually said, uh, Oh, and here's what I do. Uh, Richard, I'm, I'm not, you've maybe heard of Richard tub. He, uh, yeah. he runs tub blog. Um, yeah.
1: Yep. And I've been, and yep, he, been, so Richard, uh, he online, takes the so. approach
0: of, um, I don't know you, you don't know me, don't be that creepy guy sliding a business card quietly across the table at a networking event and walking away. Like, if you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter. Um, Take the 10 seconds to send a personalized note, just like you suggested. And he'll actually just deny those people with the random ones. Exactly.
1: it depends on who it is for me it, it, it if if i kind of know who they are or if they're in an industry where i think being connected with them can allow me to go one level deeper which is who they're connected to i may i may accept it does that make sense cuz once you get connected with somebody you're able to see who they're connected to as well unless they have their secure by default it will let you see all their connections so that's what i want I want to find out. Okay, if it's in somebody that's in a let's just give her for instance, if they're in the legal space, if I'm an MSP, I may accept a connection from somebody just because they may be connected to two or other two or three other people that I might be able to use as a referral to bounce off of. So to answer that question, is, is if you get those generic referrals, that's immediately what I start doing is how can I leverage that connection with them to either go one level deeper, uh, you know, past them and in, into their network or try to utilize that to get a connect a, a higher level connection. So, inside so you'll company.
0: actually take maybe a couple minutes to determine if, if there's going to be value for you to be connected with them. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that personally. Yep. I mean, uh, you, you could have that opportunity that comes up where maybe, uh, it's the VP of somewhere important and maybe it'll be, uh, uh, just someone that's trying to sell you some SEO marketing. So you, you never know what happens there. Um, right. So what do you say to to get them to want to meet with you and sit down for coffee?
1: I don't have a slide for, for that script. I apologize. But basically, again, I, I wait a couple days generally before I make the outreach to have coffee with them. There's a couple reasons behind that. If I'm a CEO and I'm running a busy managed service practice, I shouldn't be on LinkedIn all the time. I shouldn't be on LinkedIn all day long. So I usually wait a day or so just to give them time. That way, again, I don't look like that desperate salesperson either. But it's a very simple script, which is I thank them, first of all, for connecting. And that's I generally will tell them, it's good to make more personal relationships with people uh, that with my LinkedIn connections. I'd love to get together and grab coffee in the next few weeks if that works for you. Let me know a couple days and times that might work for you. Talk to you soon.
0: To you convey, I don't know, some type of value so they can justify coming to meet you?
1: I don't. And, and the reason is, there are a couple reasons behind that. If I wanna I, I don't want to kind of talk someone into meeting with me and I leave it kind of vague for a reason because somebody's gonna what are they generally gonna do next? They're gonna go to my profile again. So they're gonna visit my profile again, look through there, and that's generally when up somebody either either they'll agree or they'll just ignore me and that's okay too. But I found that twenty percent of the time that will work. So if I send 10 meeting requests to have coffee with somebody just from that very basic script, I'm going to get two meetings. And then,
0: you know, Richard even said, you know, be the connector. I love it. And Owen responded, in my mind, that's the yep. core of business networking, connecting people. I I agree with that completely. In fact, uh, I was in BNI for almost five years. and. You know, personal uh, medical issues with a family member, I had to leave B&I. But um, I still absolutely mm-hmm. believe in B&I. I believe in uh, giver's gain. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I just believe that you should go out of your way to help others. And eventually, that person may not, but someone will go out of their way to help you because they appreciate what you've done.
1: You hit the nail on the head of how to properly use LinkedIn. And, you know, I love Richard chiming in on that because that's, that's how I feel. I've been able to help managed service providers hire people based upon people that I'm connected to in my network. And to me, that's, that's an awesome feeling that they have a need to be able to match those two things up. Somebody needed a job. Somebody needed to hire somebody. And, you know, that's awesome to me. And all the way down to a cleaning company. You just don't know, you know, people in most MSPs wouldn't connect to a cleaning company. But I made it a point of connecting to the people that my clients used. They all need a cleaning company, coffee delivery service, you know, whatever it is. The copier companies. I know they're infringing on, on our market now, but, you know, I would make nice with the guys at the copier companies. Because especially if it was an attorney, they're gonna have a copier in there. So if I make nice with all the guys and the copier guys in town, it's not an adversarial relationship if I pick up a new client. So it's so just all things to think about, you know, insurance. It's another every every business needs insurance. CPAs. CPAs weren't my market, but I would friend CPAs all the time on on LinkedIn because my clients needed them. And if I go into my client and they yeah we got Susie the accounting person just quit we need to find somebody fast okay I would just look in my LinkedIn network find a couple people that I know make an introduction and that's what's awesome you know it's right on your phone I can connect two people right from my phone while I'm standing there and, and make a and one of the most
0: important things I have learned is that um in contrary of BNI I think it's important for you to be connected with multiple people that do the same thing. And that's because, you know, people have different personalities. Um, you know, some people don't like me. (laughs) I get that. Uh, it's hard to believe. I know guys, (laughs) it really is, but I, I'm a a big teddy bear. That's what my wife says. um, But, you know, some people just don't like me. They don't like my personality. They don't like whatever. And that's fine. That's why you, Mm -hmm. you should be connected to, I don't know, a few guys that you know well enough that you would refer them. And at that point, you should know their personalities and their work ethic and whatever else. So that way you can say, okay, um, this is a big shot. He's a very type A individual. I know he's gonna get along with Johnny better than he's gonna get along with Billy.
1: Exactly. See and having coffee meetings with people like that. One of the things I used to do too, um, through LinkedIn and my Twitter network, I would do meetups once a month at Five Guys. And we would just I would just post it out there, hey, you know, who wants to go meet? Have a burger. You know, the first one we did, 30 people showed up, but there's 30 people in all different industries. You know, I had a, a, a guy that was an attorney at IBM here in town. He showed up. He and I are good friends now. We met online. We'd interacted. I'm like, hey, let's meet in real life, have a burger. I I got referrals out of that because anybody he knew that needed IT, I was the first one he thought of. So don't be afraid to go outside mm-hmm. the box with, with LinkedIn and, and social media. And that's the thing that I think so many people miss. they miss the social part of it. And you know i I, I met videographers, uh, web developers, any you know anything that I've needed, I pretty much have a connection for it here in town. And you know it, it's not just about my own personal game is you know every business owner has we all generally have the same needs. Make you a customized you know 3D hiring
0: bobblehead doll of yourself.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Just things like that. I mean, the cake decorators. I mean, you know, we would do gifts. You know, I had the Network Logics logo digitized and put on cupcakes. But I, you know, you make contacts there. I was able to introduce them to. I took those to all my customers. And what do you think? The first thing that people ask, where'd you have these done? And it just so happened I had taken a stack of the business cards for the the nice little old lady who had a shop right in downtown Dublin. And handed out her business cards and gave her all kinds of business. Now, That's what it's about. That's what LinkedIn's now, about. Now, um,
0: I, I have, I have a statement and then a question to help us move forward. Um, so the statement is one thing that I think is important to think about if you're inviting someone that you don't know out to get a burger. Pay for their damn burger. And, Amen. And, and Amen. I, I know it gets expensive. I, I know, so you know that's another reason you don't want to invite one hundred and twenty-seven people out for burgers all at once, uh, because you don't want the first yep. one to to you know be at at that really fancy place, and then the next one to be at Five Guys, and then eventually you're at like McDonald's and White
1: Castle because you can't afford all these burgers. Um, if right, I'd just do it for one person. I would do it for one person. When I would do the meetups, I would pick one person out of the group of everybody who said they were coming and I would buy one person lunch. You don't have to buy the whole group, but everybody's sitting around the table telling stories. Okay. It's not a sales. I'm I'm right with you. You know, that, that six bucks went a long, long way. And, you know, so buying somebody a Starbucks or buying somebody a burger you think about a $5 mailing campaign, how many times you got to send that out to get those kind of Exactly.
0: So, and and not only that, but, you know, it's just, I feel like it's poor form for you to invite somebody out and then either one, expect them to pay for themselves or two, expect them to pick up the tab for both of you. Like, and it it just blows my mind. Um, Now, on the flip side, if somebody reaches out to you and invites you out, I think you should at least be prepared to pay for yourself.
1: Of course, yep, yep, and and uh, I actually use that. Um, I think we all get they. I you know I'd like to go pick your brain those type coffee meetings, and that will usually tell me a lot about them as a person if they even offer to pay. So if somebody's asking something from me. And then makes no, no offer to even pay. That tells me a lot about them. So, and again, that's just my own two cents of is, how I grew. up. If they're the one that makes um, the
0: recommendation of where you guys go, and and like I, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm just uh, right. yep. uh, weird OCD or something. But you know, if if they take me to Panera, buy me lunch, and pick my brain. Versus Olive Garden versus mm-hmm. somewhere higher up in the. I'm not saying take me to a five star hundred dollar lunch at a steakhouse, okay? But, Kate. Okay.
1: Yep, <laughs> dude, I'm happy with Chipotle. You take me to Chipotle and to pick my brain, and then don't offer. I'm not going to you know, lie. Don't buy if me someone lunch. Bought me
0: Chipotle. I mean, how's that like let you. them pick my brain for at least an hour? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, we do. I so, like to eat. so let's, let's IT move guys like on to, eat. To, to what I bet is going to be your next part. Um, all right. So so we sent out some connections. Go ahead. And people have maybe accepted. And we know that when they accept, we should be sending them mm-hmm. out the coffee or phone call greeting. And And then I know that you also said we should be doing something yep. to stay top of mind. How do we know? A, Dom, you're right, man. That new queso at Chipotle—that's where it's at. Uh, <laughs> can I just be honest? They I have took, Papa John's took sitting right on down the table hole. behind me, waiting. It got delivered <laughs> about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
1: but if this goes over, you that's fine because I'm learning that. awesome
0: stuff, Andrew.
1: I'm happy to take any as much time as you guys want. I mean, I I banked a couple hours. I'm um, I'm happy to take the the veil off of this thing because, like I said, I just know that there's so, so much crap going we on out there. Pay attention and, sense of any of it.
0: and keep track of the people that accepted our invitation. Is there some kind of do you use like some elaborate system like a HubSpot? Do you use an Excel spreadsheet?
1: Do you even? Keep track of the people that you connect with. I do. I track metrics on everything. I'm I'm just a nut that way. Uh, yeah, I still am. Um, I make it very very simple because here's here's the other thing that I eventually, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, we always need to be high high leverage activities, and I make it in such a way where I can have a virtual admin do this to make these connections on my on my behalf. So this is eventually where you'd want to go. So if you have an admin, you have a secretary, uh, you know, just anybody inside your company, you can delegate that to. But just make it very simple. And that's one of the things I have inside the course is just to get people started with tracking things. So I in the, in the spreadsheet that I have, I'll have the first name, the last name, the company name, and a column for a, a direct link to their LinkedIn profile. And then I have a next section, which is the connection requests. So the first connection, the first time I sent it, second time I sent it, I usually want to try to send, you can't send more than one connection request every six months to a person. So if you send a connection request to somebody, you can't send another one for six months. LinkedIn just won't let you do it. So I only have a column for two tries at getting connected with somebody. So I have column one, First connection, second connection, and then an accepted column. And all I do in those columns is put in the dates. And you know the the, the tracking spreadsheet that I have is a little you know a little more complex than one I give in, in the course because it will tell you how many connections you made today, how many connections you made this week, and I I track everything. You know how many, how big the list is, what my percentage of people who accept, what my percentage is of people who agree to have a meeting how many days it takes generally for people to accept a connection, how many days it takes for them to accept a meeting. So I track all of that. But just get started in a basic spreadsheet for just, you know, if if that's all you did was start there. With the day you sent the connection request, the day that they connect. And then the next section in the spreadsheet that I have was for the meetings. So I would have, you know, meeting request one, two, three, four, and then an accepted column and a declined column. I don't get too many that even bother sending back that they won't meet with you. Um, but that's, that's, it's a very simple system. Just get in the habit of doing that. See, because then once I, once you're able to do that, then you know I, I sort it by table. I make the Excel spreadsheet a table so I can hit the filter button so I can filter just by the people who don't have blanks in there that accepted connections. So that'll filter my spreadsheet and tell me, okay, these 10 people accepted a connection request. Now it's time to send them the meeting request. Does that make sense? But just a basic mechanism of being able to track that. Just make it simple. Um, I usually don't put them into, I use Infusionsoft in-house. I don't put them into that system for doing anything with them until I've had a coffee meeting with somebody. And then I know whether or not I've got permission or I've, I've earned enough trust to put them on you know, my newsletter list or do any other type of warm outreach to them. But yeah, just for the sake of doing this and getting in the habit of doing this every day, every week, and then- just make it simple on yourself.
0: How do you go about staying top of mind every month? What, what type of campaigns are you doing?
1: A couple things that I do and the percentage of people that don't agree to have coffee meetings with me initially. And I generally know within that first 30 days of me connecting with somebody, I'm going to connect with, let's just call it, you know, 30% of those people. of those people will agree to have a coffee meeting with me. So, so that leaves me my other 80%. I don't stop there with offering another coffee meeting for, and I'll tell you why some people don't log into LinkedIn every day, or they may not, they may have just, you know, been busy that day and just deleted the message. So, but if I send them, I usually wait anywhere from about 45 days is, is a pretty good lengthy period for me to send a second request and, You know, just a simple request that is just, you know, something similar to the first script. I know we're busy. You know, I'd love to circle back and see if we can get together and have coffee if this is a better time. So you'll get a certain percentage of those people who will agree to have on that second meeting. But I won't send a third or a fourth for at least 60 to 90 days out. So that's part of my top of mind. The other part of your top of mind is, is. The actual, this is where everybody tends to start with social media. They start just posting content, or you know, putting things in in LinkedIn, uh, in their status update. So I'm going to hit the next slide real quick. Our our goal at the top of mind is to be seen as a thought leader, and you'll see the things that I repost. You don't have to make up all the content. It doesn't have to be, you know, take you a lengthy process to create content. However, I found it when I had my managed service practice that we sent out a monthly newsletter. And and again, I was part of a a marketing group. So first article or so were kind of the cookie cutter one. The one on the back article, the back page is one that I would personally write every month. And that also went on to my LinkedIn account, went on to my blog. Those ones that I wrote myself and was very personal, those are the ones that I had the most interaction online and offline when i would go into my customer accounts and people had read the newsletter that's the first thing they wanted to talk about was what i had written that month and whether it was a business book or you know i met somebody at a conference or these i went to a conference and this is what i learned that that's the relevant content that i produce myself is the stuff that i still get the most traction on so I do both. I curate content, which I find articles that I think are relevant to my clients, which are managed service providers and uh, startup companies, you know, entrepreneurs. So that's the stuff that I post. But it doesn't all have to be tech stuff. And that's what I would recommend is kind of intermixing the cybersecurity stuff that you want to keep customers educated on. But if they're a small business owner, they're going to have other challenges personally on productivity balancing family life, keeping their family safe, um, losing weight, whatever it is, you know, this is the new app to help me. What, whatever that happens to be. Those are the things that I think are relevant to my customers. So those are my top of mind campaigns. Those are the things that I consistently make a list and I repost things that I find every day out to people I'm connected to. This is a good, for instance, uh, you know, on entrepreneurship, this was how this entrepreneur makes millions snooping through your digital files. But if you look at the one right below that, Five Secrets for a Better Work-Life Balance Inside a Hootsuite, Hootsuite Culture. That that bottom one actually got me connected with somebody at Hootsuite. And I was ju- it was funny. I was just interacting with her this morning about uh, burnout and in the business world and especially burnout in the tech industry. And so we'll, so you'll have to look for that. So I'm going to be doing a, a podcast webinar with her probably in the next month or so, but it was off of that article that I wrote about her company that she reached out and connected with me. So those are all the things, those are all the little steps that I do using LinkedIn and I'm I'm using LinkedIn specifically, but these articles were also posted on Facebook and Twitter. So I use my social media to be able to educate and, Things that I find and I think are going to be relevant; those are the things I try to repost. But again, the personal content now, that you have is it is it always works better to post and I still things on your personal
0: profile
1: or your business, like your page or whatever. I do both, and and but what I will tell you is this is consistently. In in tracking this, you will always get more engagement off of your personal profile because people want to connect with people, not companies. That's why I tell people to write your profile. Your personal profile needs to be about you, not necessarily about your company or what you do. And the people that have gone through and done that, their connection rates are through the roof because people feel like this is somebody I can relate to. I'm curious about this you know cuz they'll have things I love getting connected with somebody and then I look through their profile and there's you know there's stuff on there that this guy's into vintage you know italian motorcycles that's something to talk about when we have coffee i want to know more about that and that's the stuff that that really skyrockets engagement and it's going to come from your personal you know we all want to gravitate facebook's the same way People want to interact with your personal stuff more than they do your company stuff, but you have to have the company stuff just, just because. So, are ways for us to be. But yeah, that's about. that's an awesome question. So yeah. Yeah, and, and again, sharing in groups, and that's where. Being in groups, I, again, this one's just information security because it's managed services, but even being in, in our own peer groups, being involved in helping people in your own peer groups. But more importantly, when you're inside groups that your customers are in, you're able to quickly find out what the pain points of their industry is. So if you're in an attorney group or a doctor's group or a manufacturing group and you're part of those groups, you're going to see the things that are top of mind to them. So I always try to engage and find out more, or if I'm able to connect them with somebody who can solve that problem for them, even if it's not me, you'll I'll chime in. And that's where being in those groups that your customers are at allows you again, that, that top of mind credibility. That's what we want. We want to be seen as the net, you know, the connector and the person that finds the answers and, and as provides solutions and that's a great way to do it it's inside groups. But the, a couple of cautions with the groups: if it's not your group, obviously don't go in there and try selling your services. So that's one warning. And I usually don't try to post more than one or two times a week in, inside of somebody else's group.
0: Annoying guy if that's you're an outsider. spamming the group because so. we don't we don't like those guys in our groups.
1: Exactly. We- Exactly. So if you have a webinar, even if you think it's going to be relevant to them, you know, I wouldn't throw that stuff up there unless you've got very good uh, rapport inside that group. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, just doing that over and over and over again, I've, I've run into it. That's well, I, th- I, I think I, I, probably, issue, so.
0: um, I probably only go around and blast a webinar maybe once a month. Because, you know, the the people yep. that are interested in what the webinar is about, they'll get added if they if they join and attend the webinar. You know, they're going to go on the the marketing list where I send out an email every week letting them know what webinars I've got coming up. And it's it's not a you know just like you said, I don't send out a yep. sales pitch. I just send out an email letting you know, hey, here's the next two webinars coming up. So.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that's a, that's a nice thing too, is when you post inside of LinkedIn groups as well, it will show up in people's status feeds if they're part of that group. So again, just, I don't even have to connect with them. It's just, I'm in their head when they're scanning down through their status updates on LinkedIn. They see my name, my face, my, you know, whatever I'm in their head. You know, it's like that Seinfeld episode, you know, Stanza. that's what you want. You just, that's how you stay top of mind, but just showing up on a regular basis being, providing valuable insights to people, they'll see that over time, you know, and when it's, when it's time their contracts up or, you know, their it guy screwed up so bad, you're the first person they call. They're not going on Google trying to find an it person. I'm going to contact that guy that I see every day or, you know, once a month that's providing value to my group and to my industry.
0: And, and I even turned my camera on because I have something, uh, very serious to say that you guys might not like. I've never watched an episode
1: of Seinfeld. Oh, I'll let that one go. Okay. Thank you. I'll send you the episode so you'll know what I'm talking about then. You'll have to at least watch that one. But anyway, it's just that top of mind. The other thing, th- this was new to my slide because LinkedIn's just started with video in the last month or so. But I was blown away by this. This is a that was a three minute video that I did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I actually posted this slide, I think two weeks ago when I did the webinar with uh, you didn't post that like an hour Moore.
0: before we went live because I'm pretty confident you're wearing the exact same thing and your hair hasn't even grown.
1: I am, but yeah. But that's that. That was from two weeks ago when I did this. It's up near a thousand views already, and I'm I, like, I said, I'm a systems and process. I actually have two of these. Okay, shows, it's so been two weeks. I You're allowed to wear it
0: again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's a new thing. That's another top of mind thing that I'm finding, and I'm finding new ways of using that and. The engagement that I'm seeing off of that—I um, don't think I have a slide for that. The engagement I saw off of this video, most of the enge- people that were watching it were in my second level connections, and the companies—that's the thing that you'll have inside of LinkedIn. Let me see if I can. I know we're we're way over on time. It'll it'll actually give you the demographics of the people who actually watched that video. You know, the company they worked for, the position that they held, what city they're from. And it blew me away, you know I had people from Microsoft, Blackberry. I'm like you know and, and then you look down and it shows the large portion of the people who saw that video were I'm not even first level connections with, so you know that tells me I've got some more work to do on linkedin and but it was just you know I just did an experimentation. I jumped online, recorded that video, posted it up on LinkedIn, and got a thousand views on it, yeah, so the one I did before that was just literally, it was, I want to say it wasn't even 20 seconds. It was just, hey, it was on last month's Q&A call that we hold every month for our members that I was going live in 10 minutes and, you know, doing a Q and a on, on LinkedIn. And that got a 1,000 views in, in a week. That was the first one I did. That's when the light bulb went off for me that I got to do more video. So, so again, another, another top of mind thing. Uh, for LinkedIn. But again, that's where most people want to start is with just start posting content out. But that's, as you can see here, I find that it's most effective when you've layered it on, you're in front of the people that you're trying to reach on LinkedIn. So that's all I Uh, have. Any other questions? I'll just give you a few case studies. That's all I have at at the, the last few slides, Steve, of just people who are finding massive traction with LinkedIn. Um, but if there's other questions that we want to cover, I want to hit those first.
0: Don't see any other questions in the, uh, uh, the chat here. And then I just want to check one more place. Um, should we be using LinkedIn instead of cold calling door dropping anything
1: along those lines? Okay. I wouldn't replace it. This is going to warm up those efforts. And so if you're doing, you know, cold calling, those types of things, if people know who you are, they're connected with you online already. And then I make a cold call. It's not a cold call at that point. So, you know, this is going to supplement and actually make your marketing efforts that much more effective. But I found that by starting with this, I've started the report, you know, especially with direct mail. If somebody gets a direct mail piece, they look at that and I have no idea who this guy is, they chuck it. And, but if they look at that and I've sent it to the proper person and they see it, oh, yeah, that's the guy I was just connected to on LinkedIn, or that's the guy I had coffee with a couple weeks ago, then they open it. So, you know, it's just that's what we want to start building that relationship or rapport before we go, you know, hit them with the sales process. So, but I don't, I, it doesn't replace it. If anything, now, it's, I'm it's assuming you're not better. saying any other efforts don't bother
0: using Facebook, twitter, Instagram, et cetera, but what it sounds like is for m s p s uh businesses that are trying to sell services to other businesses, LinkedIn is the social platform where it's at, right
1: correct. You know, and again, what Facebook gets kind of dicey because you know we post personal things about ourselves, then yeah. if I'm connected to my clients on there, that's I mean, the only way they're going to see people. it on Facebook. And yeah, you know, exactly. So, so Facebook for me, and generally, you know, okay, the CEO of a law firm, he's not looking for an IT guy on Facebook. So I'm not saying Facebook is irrelevant; It doesn't matter. It may become more relevant, but for trying to find managed service contracts, Facebook is where people are going to go and people are going to, you know, look for referrals and word of mouth referrals and the best place to make Um, that happen. is. is um, I know
0: we, we probably touched on it, but I just want to recap how often should I be posting to my personal profile on LinkedIn?
1: Okay. At minimum, I try to curate content and post at least once a day. And again, it's going to depend on, you know, what time of day I kind of track that. I, I tend to find the CEOs read more and I have more someone engagement. Someone mentioned in the that, when I post in the um,
0: and I believe this was Adam, so this might be a UK trend. I, I haven't personally seen it, but he said there's a trend recently where um, someone just starts typing about something vulgar or rude and make it out like they're saying it. But then at the end, they just say thoughts like, and I, I would love, I don't even know if he's still here to help elaborate on that question. Uh, he is still in here. Supposedly. I would, I would love some elaboration on that question. Um, um, Adam says they use it to make connections. So they're using something that sounds completely ridiculous and they have thousands of comments on them. Hmm. So how are they using it to make connections, Adam, when they're not, because they're not sending that out to somebody as the personal note when you hit the connect button.
1: So Right. They're just posting something in their status uh, update. It's, it's, it's just, it's,
0: okay. So Dom says, I've seen it in my network, US, but it's usually people going political on LinkedIn, which I think is dumb.
1: Um, I agree. I, I stay away from right. anything that's... It's not business, you know, for me, and it, it just, I try, I stay away from anything that's going to make it more difficult for me so, to establish relationships so to clarify, with people that I want to be. Whenever
0: you with. sit down for coffee, so, guys, don't talk about politics, religion,
1: abortion. <laughs> Any of the polarizing stuff out there, you know, and it just, I try to stay away from it. And, and again, you'll see. I've done that for years and I've always maintained that. That, you know, if you want to have that discussion in private, offline, that's great. You know, but if somebody wants to have that conversation, you know, you know I, I will to a certain extent. But, uh, you know, I, I generally stay, especially the first coffee meeting, um, you know, I stay have, away have from you anything found that's that gonna there be polarizing. Is so, a
0: time that works best for making your posts and articles and everything,
1: like time of day. You have to kind of test it. I I generally find that for the customer, like you know, for MSPs, most of the you know the guys that I'm connected to, um, like er- early in the morning between the, I tend to find eight fifteen, between seven thirty and eight fifteen, or at night, at, which is you know anywhere from seven to nine p.m. Uh, you know, but yeah, I get most engaged because that seems to be when people have the time to. You know, they're just checking through things either in the morning, or I get the most at, at, oh, for actually for at night. Reason. The most engagement that I have is actually anything that I do at night, in the evenings. Somebody sitting with their iPad on the ha- on the couch with the kids at home, you know, just looking through that stuff. I get most engagement in the evenings. So, but you just have to kind of play with it. With depends on the market, and um, also depends on what time of year it is too. So
0: do you curate content or are you or are you actually writing original content like do you just find a link to an article somewhere I try to mix with both
1: yeah and I'll show you like on my on my status update um, uh, let's just go to my home page and I'll just give you a, a for instance uh, let's see here so just click on that that's gonna give you know the statistics on articles
0: you haven't written an that's article in four
1: months wow. i'm testing it i'm actually it's a test I, um those are the actual those are different than I know. The, the linkedin articles that's basically the blogging platform inside linkedin that's that's different than the post i, I intentionally stayed uh. off of that because i'm i'm, I'm kind of testing where our engagement's at um Oh yeah, like this one right here. Okay. Somebody hacked (sighs) into the HVAC system at a school and shut off the, shut off the heat. So yeah, just, you know, articles like that where, you know, you're not going to think of it, but you know, if those of you are on the UK, that actually is in the UK. So it might be something to, to, to repost and have a conversation about. So again, that, that, that's, that's the thing with, with cybersecurity and that stuff, it affects your kids and, you know, any of the seminars I still give on cybersecurity—that's when you can hear a pin drop. Is when I go to the stuff where it, it affects their kids or when their kids are a target. Um, so again, I, I, I you know, anything that we can do to educate business owners and uh, you know, just parents—you know—again, that's when everything gets dead quiet. The stuff that you do at work when you bring your work laptop home—if it's infected or vice versa you know you've you've got ramifications of that stuff to think about but again it's just making people think about things and do you use a tool
0: like a hootsuite or buffer or anything
1: i use hootsuite um i just it's the most robust has the most integrations um but i generally will just in, in the morning i'll put a few articles cuz you can schedule in there as well um I may put in a few articles there for, for the week. It just depends on how much time I have, but I generally set aside about half hour in the mornings to just go through and curate what I think is the most relevant topics for the day. Um, and then I'll repost those using Hootsuite. But, yeah, just like this one, this was one I did last night. As you can see, the views the views are higher when I post stuff in the evenings. So
0: andrew is i think you had some metrics you wanted to show off and then i'd like you to touch on some of the services you offer if if people want your help to take this even further than what you've gone over and then i'd like to
1: work with you to make a little recap perfect yep yeah just to give you i'll run through these slides these are just people that uh Jay, I've known for a while. This was the last year he had his MSP prior to selling it. Um, You know, he generated a million dollars in revenue, over a million dollars, and as you can see, eight hundred fifty three thousand dollars of that came from his efforts on LinkedIn. So, you know, there's that was an eye opener for me and legitimized the platform that we needed to spend time doing that. The next viewer of just other MSPs who've who've gone through our course, and I have a course that I basically teach this whole system to. I give you the scripts. I show you exactly how to do it. Um, So, you know, whether you do it yourself or have an admin do it, uh, you know, you can sign people up, take the course, but it walks you all the way through it. Um, Charles was – he was blown away by the results he had. He'd been, you know, again, like most people, messing around on LinkedIn – inconsistently but when he consistently put this in uh, he was able to generate more appointments in two months than he had the previous three years of trying on LinkedIn and you know he was it's interesting you have to ask him if, if those of you who know him he was able to uncover a very powerful sales strategy that he's implementing inside of his MSP from a non-related market um, but just just very very powerful stuff he was able to gather just from having a very informal coffee meeting. So uh, Mark, some of you might know Mark. I've, Mark was in my accountability group uh, when I was part of Robin Robbins. Uh, the, he's using it right now, generating 50 leads and three appointments a week. Um, I'm anxious to get his Q3 and Q4 numbers to see where he's at. But this was within 30 days of him really implementing the system. So uh, Rafi is in, in the New York market. He was like most MSPs. He would he, he's used a lot of the LinkedIn gurus out there, tried a number of things, and, you know, it was great working with him and being able to implement a system in a big market like that because it worked. He, he, we were able to generate him meetings in a very, very tough market, um, a very hard market to get people's attention, but those simple scripts, you know, were able to get him meetings and, and close business, so... Um, same for Kevin. He was actually since moved on out of that MSP he's working for. Um, I can't remember the company he's working for now, but he's actually implementing that in his new company as well, the new company he's working for. So um, this was the exact webinar that I just gave you guys. This was uh, Terry Anderson. He was able to generate 100 prospects in two weeks just using the simple script that I gave away. I hadn't even bought the course yet, so but it's just about he was consistent every day for 2 weeks and generated 100 100 connections in 2 weeks so so hopefully i have been able to to really take some of the mystery out of linkedin and to you know cut through that that you can have a system this is a documented system to follow to produce you know consistent reliable results that's what we're all looking for with our marketing efforts but it all starts with the list And I found that the best way to create a list, to build a list, is from LinkedIn. Uh, Buying a list is much tougher. Uh, I tend to, like most of you guys, I wasted a lot of time uh, trying to to buy cold lists. So for those of you who are interested, I do have this, like I said, as an online self-study course where you can go through. I've condensed it down. Uh, We've updated the videos um, back in September I went from six, six, one hours to four, two hours. So I've actually, um, that way you can do this all in four weeks. And, and, and really, you know, again, if you click through the video, there's workbooks with each section. So I cover every step of that roadmap of how to build results. So the other thing that I, that I include is a 12 months of group coaching. So we have a call once a month where you can ask me anything. If you're having issues, We give you a private VIP group, which is actually a Slack group of all MSPs. So there are MSPs that are using the system. So you feel free to jump in there, ask questions. A lot of people ask me why I don't use LinkedIn or Facebook. I tend to find that you get squirreled too much. So we went with a Slack group, which a lot of MSPs were already using. So it's easy to switch in and out of their company channels onto our private channel, get access to additional content. Any updates on LinkedIn that I think are going to be relevant, we put on there. And then the other thing that I've added, which I think is tremendous value, Steve, um, which again, I touched on it briefly at the beginning, is the value proposition of having LinkedIn be a lead generation mechanism for you to be able to get more MSP clients and to provide value for your current MSP clients on educating them are uh can't pony up the money for Infusionsoft, but don't have a CRM, ClickFunnels, which I found is a great system. I use ClickFunnels in addition to Infusionsoft. I've integrated both of those for being able to create campaigns and sales funnels for you to be able to walk clients through. Um, so we'll have the, the eBooks, the ads, all of those things as ready that you can turn around and be able to offer uh, to your clients to start generating additional leads that aren't tech related leads so these are conversations that people want to have uh that m- they may not have a need for t- a tech conversation but they may want to know how to use linkedin And their if their current it guy or it company isn't doing that this allows you to get your foot in the door and have a conversation that is is very very powerful conversation with people um so that's that's kind of that in the synopsis and One of the things I'll kind of let you in on, Steve, as well, Um, we are working on a white-label program where you'll be able to offer LinkedIn training that's white-labeled, that is LinkedIn for my business, and you'll be able to offer this training in a white-label format to your customers to either make money or add value to your MSP. So we'll be launching that in the first quarter of uh, 2018 as well, so you'll get early access to that as well. So any, yeah. So and again, what I'm going to do too, Steve, uh, since, since we're we're bumping up against uh, deadlines and things, too, the the standard discount that I'll give anybody who's on the call is $500 off the program. So if you go to LinkedIn for MSPs.com and click the Get Started Now button and enter the promo code on the sign up form, MSP Webinars, that'll get you $500 off. Off the program, but I wanted to—I wanted to do something special for you guys too, Steve. Just because I think, um, I think we've—we've got something that I think that everybody can benefit from. So, I'm actually going to raise raise that discount to a thousand dollars through the end of the week for anybody who signs up using that promo code. Uh, as soon as we get off the webinar, I'm going to change that. But I've been mulling this around. Uh, before we got on, I didn't have time to change that. But if if you're cool with that, Steve, I'd like to offer that's half off. That's half off the program to get started and start booking appointments. Is, right is the there a month, reason I right wouldn't be cool with that? I mean, let's be honest. I didn't. I didn't figure you would. Uh, but yeah, I, I know that running an MSP is tough, and budgets are tough, and. You know, just everything about being in the IT industry is tough, and we just don't get the recognition that we deserve. And uh, yeah, I just want people to have something that that kind of makes it a no-brainer. I even offer a three-payment plan as well on that too, Steve. So just to so make it a little bit easier. So
0: I want to I want to try and recap everything, um, and, and I'm gonna. And I think this is something okay, I want to try and start doing on all of my webinars. I think it's going to be called too long. Didn't watch. Um, all right. So, so the, the, gotcha. the, most important thing is that one, you need to be active on LinkedIn. You should try to connect with maybe let's say 10 people a day. There's a nice script that you showed us earlier in the right. webinar that, um, you know, that'll that'll give you a great way of connecting with people. Um, after you've connected with them, send out a, another message, and that message should basically say, uh, hey, thanks for connecting. Um, you know, my my region, which my region is northeast Ohio, you know, it's a it's a smaller area, businesses are tight knit. It never hurts to connect. So uh, I would love if we could just sit down for coffee or lunch, uh, get to know each other, and see if there's maybe an opportunity we can help one another in the future. <clears throat> From there, it, it might only be 10% of the people that will respond and say, yes, let's do it. So hypothetically, if, I think you said 30 to 70% of the people will accept your, I'm going to call it a friend request on LinkedIn, and then 10% of those people right. uh, should be sitting down with you for lunch. So I would say right away, if you started doing this tomorrow, um, you, you should be able to get three to five meetings every week um, based on based on the law of averages and the results that not only Andrew has seen, but all of the people that work with Andrew has seen. Yes. Um
1: yeah, I just I just had an MSP start three three point six weeks ago. That's how that's how anal I am about metrics. So three point six weeks that's ago. That's amazing. He's generated data so, point. Um, I should turn my, my camera on now, huh?
0: <laughs> Completely revamping your LinkedIn profile. And it's important that the uh, is that called the summary on LinkedIn?
1: It is. So basically you want to make sure you have a good profile picture and focus most of your attention on that summary. Just tell a short story. I think you have about 2000 characters. Just tell a good story about yourself and give people a means of connecting with you, taking that next step with you.
0: Yes. Uh, and, and have your wife help write it because she's objective exactly. uh, and she's either going to a, um, help you look better because some people are so humble or just don't think they're as good as they are, or B, she's gonna shit all over you because you think you are better than sliced bread and uh, you're wrong. So, one of those two things will happen. Her um, wives keep us
1: humble, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Make sure you have a professional headshot. You don't you don't want to use that picture of you when you were out with your, your girlfriend or out with your drinking buddies that you took four years ago and you've never changed it on LinkedIn. Go to JCPenney if you have to. Go get a professional headshot. And uh or or what I would do, what I've done, um the even the little my icon, my MSP webinars logo, that mm-hmm. is My face, I'm sure you guys can tell. Um, And that is captured from one of those free headshots you get when you go to an ASCII event. And if you've never heard of ASCII, uh, go check it out. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, So edit your profile, start connecting with people, but not too many people. Um, Reach out to the ones that approve the connection and suggest uh, coffee or lunch, and then from there, stay top of mind. Yep. So post things that are important, um, both uh, cybersecurity stuff. Maybe just don't always be cybersecurity because right. you don't want to be boring, um, but it's it's good to curate some, some helpful information. Um, I think uh, one of the things I've shared in the past is, uh, you know, Benefits of a four-day work week, that kind of thing, where you work in four tens instead of five eights—anything to make people look at you as an industry leader, somebody who is a, a a thought leader, and somebody that they feel is, as you said earlier, Andrew, on the same level. As them, you don't want to be just that lowly IT guy that why can't they just pay you 30 bucks an hour like anyone else they find on Craigslist? No, you need to be the smartest guy in their profile. Exactly. Yep. But as I've pointed out earlier, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Okay. <laughs> There's a difference between profile and a room. Okay. Um, Stay top of mind. Eventually they may reach out to you and want to do business. And, uh, Andrew has the LinkedIn for MSPs program. Um, he, he sells this and, uh, he didn't actually say the price, but he said it's half off if, for this week. So I'll just come out and say it. It's uh, it's two grand, hmm. just shy of two grand. Um, he has a coupon code MSP webinars, all one word, through the end of this week, which does that mean Friday the fifteenth at five PM? Does that mean Sunday the seventeenth? What
1: what is your usually, end of week? Usually when I set those <clears throat> excuse me, it'll go through midnight on Friday, Eastern time. Okay. So for those of you in the UK, so So we've got until eleven
0: fifty-nine and fifty-nine seconds <laughs> PM Friday night. Eastern time that is Friday the 15th of December 2017 for those of you watching this on YouTube, you know, years later. Uh, and he's gonna give you half off with that coupon code. I know that the screen here says five hundred dollars off, but he said through the end of
1: the week he's gonna do it half off. Yep.
0: Now, are are you going to let the five hundred off continue beyond that?
1: I am. Yep. So that'll be your standard discount. I just I want to make it a absolute no-brainer for people to get started. So they can start right now booking appointments into January. That's what I want people that way. You're not hitting that lull in January, February, when you guys get done with projects, which for me, fourth quarter, I always had the projects. And then when they got quiet, then I had to figure out where I'm going to get my next sale from. Um, this will help help fill that gap.
0: And if a thousand
1: dollars is still too much, he's got a three
0: payment plan, which I assume is across the the next three months kind of thing. It is. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I would say that, uh, that covered a lot in the too long, didn't watch Andrew. I I appreciate this, man. I know we went over two hours. Um, I I
1: know I didn't pay you for this. (laughs) I think it's an important topic. And like I said, it it frustrates me when I see people get online, either they're, they're, they're frustrated with it because we can't get the results we want from it or we've been burned because we've given some money to somebody who doesn't understand our industry. Uh And, you know, I spent, I've spent the last 22 years in this industry and 10 years of it as an MSP. So I know how hard it is to go from zero to grow it up and to be able to take care of it. And I've made all the mistakes. I've burnt through thousands of dollars Uh. and I don't want people to make that same mistake that just by getting, you know, leveling up our, our training on how to use this one platform will help you in everything else that you do from this point forward. And that's, I firmly believe it. So,
0: well, well, I said it before, I'm going to say it again, Andrew, I really appreciate you coming on here and doing this. Um, I, I, I'm, I know that everyone that watches this is going to really appreciate it, um, I've learned a lot, man. I can't wait to awesome. go do some of this stuff for my own MSP. And uh, I, I feel like, you know, I feel excited. Like, man,
1: 2018 is going to be the year. What I'm telling you, that's what it's about. Yeah, please post the results. <laughs> keep me, keep me updated. If if any of you guys listening on the call have success with doing this, you book appointments. Let me know about it. I mean, that's that's what drives me. Is I want to make this better, and any way that I can make it better. And to make, you know, your dollars last even further, that, that's what I'm all about, man. That's that's what gets me up in the morning. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Uh, for
0: those of you that are still here watching and for those of you watching on YouTube, thanks so much. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. Uh, this Thursday, the 14th, we've got a, a Processes and Procedures 2.0 video. Um, that one we're going to talk about, I I call it back office management, hiring, firing, motivating, uh, firing again, uh, everything, everything when it comes to managing your people and managing your business, not clients. Okay. So get registered for that. Um, mspwebinars.com is where you can go to learn about all of the upcoming webinars. And I hope you all have an awesome day. Thanks for watching. Thanks for attending.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Steve.